Well, hello everyone, welcome to episode 12, ENS Football Podcast. I've got two fresh faces in the studio today. Mr. Joe Massey, how's it going? Very well, thank you. And Mr. Matt Wilson with the return. Hello, how are you? I'm all right. How was your How was your Halloween, gents? How did you spend it? Uh, Joe, you're happily married, new married man. Did you uh, have any trick-or-treats? Were you trick-or-treating yourself? <laughs> Mine was a bit tame, mate, if I'm being honest. Go Typical on. English Halloween. Made absolutely no effort for it. You won't see me decorating my front door like uh, someone else on this podcast. Who? Who am I looking behind me? Who, uh, who am I looking at? One knock on the door. Didn't yeah. have any sweets in, so hid. Oh, so we had... Bunch not- of ten-year-olds at the front door, and I was hiding inside my own house as a thirty-one-year-old man. Not the best <laughs> look in the world. But that was it, mate. Never no, done that. Only had one knock on the door, and it yeah, just... a busy, busy weekend, though, didn't you? Warsaw, and then the blue ah, second chaotic, city derby. Chaotic weekend. Chaotic weekend. Yeah. Super Saddlers in Al Clas- M6 Al Clasico. Oh goodness me! Cracking name for a derby. Yeah, and then St Andrews at the weekend for Villa Blues, and then hiding behind your couch on a Monday. Hiding behind the couch on a Monday while a bunch of twelve-year-old girls ring my doorbell. <laughs> You know, you, know, you know, if you don't have sweets, they want money. That's, that's why I hid, mate, to yeah. be honest. I was thinking, I, I paused and thought, have we got anything in? And I thought, no, we haven't. I thought, there's no way I'm dipping into my wallet for this. So. Matt, you've got, you've got a little girl. What was, what was your Halloween situation? Was she too young for, for the scaring? Yeah, we didn't do anything. No? Uh, no. What did you oh. do, Judah? What did you do? You American wannabe? Well, we, I do like a little bit of Halloween, I must admit. I try and go to... America every year for a little Halloween House of Horrors at uh, Universal Studios, but not this year. So uh, the missus decided to, American missus, so she's big into Halloween. Mm. We dressed the house up. We had a few spider webs kicking around and uh, the odd smoke machine. And, uh, the smoke the machine? The odd smoke machine? Yeah, she bought a smoke machine from Hall- for, for Halloween yeah, on Amazon. Is there yeah. just two of you in there? Yeah, there's just two of us. Is that how you're greeted when you walk in your house? Just well, we had a smoke. huge pumpkin and we had, we had um, the Amazon lady. There's an Amazon lady who talks... What's she called? It's not Siri, but there's like an Amazon thing you can get now where you plug it into your Alexa. wall. Alexa. Alexa, that's it. So we had her outside playing Halloween music. No we had a projection, like a light projection on the wall. And then when she opened the door, she was a unicorn. And then I hid when 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 the people came to the door. Wow. And uh, went around the side. And I had like this almost um, <laughs> crazy godlike, like, oh, um, oh, what's that? Like The Purge. Like The Purge. Have you seen The Purge, the horror movie The Purge? Oh, no. It's like a mask. Then I hid and went round the side behind the car while they were at the door getting the sweets. Then when they left, I had a little torch to my face and I was just like looking at them with my head kind of like... Did you horrify these kids? Yeah, they were, they were absolutely devastated, but I enjoyed it. So, yeah, that was <laughs> my, amazing. That was my Halloween amazing. for three and a half, four hours. It, it was on my Twitter last night, so if anyone watched the watched the video, I think oh, it was quite good. It was all right. Was yours the most decorated house in the street? Yeah, there were people, there were people lining up, to be fair. It was was like, that? It started off as this kind of like really nice... Halloween fun, and then I turned it into some sort of horror situation for, <laughs> for kids. But yeah, it worked out well, right? Best Halloween movie ever, guys? What do you reckon? Was your number one horror movie? I don't like horror movies. I'm not into horror films. You're not? No. Not no. at all? Love films, it's, but... Is The horror. Ring, does that count? Yeah, that counts, that counts. That's, that's mine then. I did a tw- Halloween's got to be Halloween, the original Halloween. Never no? seen it, never seen Michael it. Michael Myers, no? Texas Chainsaw Massacre? Not heard of that? I've heard of it. I've heard of it, not seen it. The Exorcist? I have vivid dreams I do. If I dream about these films, they come back. To, if I watch these films, they come back and haunt me when I'm asleep. I start thinking I'm in it. So I've moved on, I have. That's John Whitney, mate. It's coming to haunt you when you sleep. <laughs> oh, mate, I love John Whitney. <laughs> He's the best pal. Uh, let's talk some football then. Uh, Wolves. Uh, no manager. Still waiting for a, still waiting for a new boss. The, the latest betting as... Uh, let's have a look what time we're now. 2.23, Tuesday, November the 1st. We have a clear favourite in the betting market, Mr. Paul Lambert. He's eight to one on at the moment with Sky Bet. Uh, Joe, I know you're a bit of a Paul Paul Lambert advocate. Uh, what are, what are his qualities, um, and what's he going to do at Wolves if he is employed? Uh, big Paul Lambert fan. After me, I think he'd be a cracking appointment for Wolves if they do get him. It does look like they, he's closing in very short odds, isn't he, at the moment? Mm-hmm. I remember him initially doing very very well at Wickham. I think he got I think he got Wickham to the quarterfinals of the Capital One couple of times. Did a really good job there. Then of course he went to Norwich. Yeah. I can always remember him. Well, he was at Colchester before that. I can remember him. Norwich wanted him as boss. His last game for Colchester was against Norwich. Yeah. He thumped them 7-1, I think yeah, it massive, was. Yeah. And then the next game he was in the Norwich dugout. Mm-hmm. But he's a he's a manager who I always think picks up lower league gems. He uses money really, really well. The likes of um, Pilkington at Norwich, he plucked from 
lower down the spectrum, finds these gems and throws them into the first team, got Norwich promoted, didn't he, from the championship, mm-hmm. so he's mm-hmm. got that experience. Yeah, that's a big tick. For. I'm big sure tick. that's going to be that's going to be big for them, isn't it? Someone who's, who's taken a championship side into the Premier League, so to speak. Yeah, absolutely. And he kept Villa up for a couple of years, didn't he? I know, I know they've struggled at the foot of the table for for war for many years now but he didn't take them down at the end of the day I know Sherwood came in and did a pretty good job to keep them up but I rate him I think he's a very very good manager I think they could do a lot worse especially when you see the other names on the list because it's not the most inspiring list to come yeah he's the, the only he's the only name that stands out on that list isn't he you wouldn't want I mean personally I wouldn't want you know tactics Tim coming in I like Tim Sherwood I, do. I think it'd be a laugh I don't know but... I mean you're not the only one I mean I'm not a big fan of Tim Sherwood I don't know how people think that he's he's earned a job not not just in the championship, but anywhere in the football league. I think he's for me. If you're Tim Sherwood, you're gonna to have to start back in League One or League Two, mate. If you're gonna have a job, I don't think he's, he's got not this going to go to League right. One. He's yeah, I know. Because but why? One. But why not? Why shouldn't Why shouldn't he go to League I One? I think it's very telling how long he's been without a job, and it's so early in his managerial career. He should be taking on jobs. If it doesn't work out, maybe you know a year down the line, it, he gets sacked. Blah blah blah. But at least you are showing endeavour and. Spirit, he he doesn't seem to want a job. He or any jobs he want, he are unobtainable at the moment because they're Premier League jobs. There is a school of thought though that you should only manage at the level you're from, you've played at. Um, a lot of people said with Ryan Giggs, he was better off taking the Swansea job in the Premier League because he knows the Premier League. If Ryan Giggs goes into League One, what does Ryan Giggs know about League One? Absolutely nothing. It's still well, the same game though, isn't it? It's still the it's, same uh, game. It's different players. Yeah, but if you've got a number two who knows who, who knows a bit about it and he's going to do a lot of the coaching, then I think that that's that's okay. No. I think you've got to apply your trade. I think you've got to earn, earn your stripes as well in the lower leagues. I don't. I, I don't think tactics, Tim. I don't think. Who are the other names on that list? I'll tell you the names on the list at the moment. Uh, we've got so so Lambert is is eight to one on with the bookies. Uh, Nigel Pearson five to one second favourite. Sherwood third favourite nine to one. We believe both of them have been interviewed um, and are getting second interviews. Dougie Freeman fourteen to one. Roy Keane sixteen to one. <laughs> Rob Edwards twenty five to one. He's drifted badly after being one of the one of the big favourites. And another man who who was is getting interviewed as well. Um, Paul Ince, I'm sure a lot of Wolves fans will know. He's he's the, the rank outsider at thirty three to one. Big Sam's drifted. He's not. And um, they've already said they've already distanced himself and Big Sam. Uh, these are the names. I mean, there's we ran, ran a poll on the Express and Star two days ago. Which ones do you want, or none of the above? And I think none of the above were like the overwhelming really? winners in the out, oh, that's out, interesting. out of that list. It's a, quite an uninspiring list, but you know there, there aren't many managers around. Um, Paul Ince, I mean that 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 shouldn't happen. I don't think. No. Um, Fair play to him for giving it a go. There, I love the way he sort of touted himself on Twitter. That's yeah. the way to get a job, isn't it? Yeah, Nigel Ni- 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 Nigel Pearson. I mean, I. He's a controversial figure, obviously. I mean, I don't know the internet. I, I just think he's too divisive. Mm-hmm. Um, I think what Wolves need is in that dressing room is to someone to come in and in, in the same way that you know Bruce has done at Villa and bring them all together and be a unifying figure. And I think Pearson's far too divisive for that. It's a shame when you mentioned Steve Bruce and if Steve Bruce was available, surely he would be the, the clear well, candidate the, and number one. And they had a, had a chance to get him in the summer. Well, this is this is the thing, isn't it? You know, since he's gone to Villa, all of a sudden now, yep. Italian managers are no longer in vogue. It's yep. all about yeah, experienced well, British managers. Yeah. And Paul Lambert ticks that box. He's yeah. an experienced British manager with, um, you know, as you were saying earlier, he, he's taken a team up. Mm-hmm. I think he's he's. He might he might not be you know a flash name, but he's probably the best of that bunch for yeah. sure. Rob Edwards uh, in charge against Blackburn on Saturday, the one-one draw. He had to win that, didn't he? He had to win that to have a chance. I completely agree. Now, if he beats Derby on Saturday, we're, we're, we're speculating that he will still be in charge against Derby on Saturday. You don't know Wolves; they might announce someone before that. If he does beat Derby on Saturday, I still think that he's not a bad bet at twenty-five to one. They obviously think the world of him, yeah. and I think the likelihood at this stage is that he will be a number two to whoever's coming in. Now, if Paul Lambert, and I think. I think if Paul Lambert brings his own backroom staff in, maybe one of the prerequisites that Wolves want are that he has to has have Rob Edwards as a number two or whoever's going to come in. That might be a sticking point, though, for, for many managers. It could be, but for Wolves to... I mean, it's a fan, I still think it's a fantastic job for a that's, manager that's to have. That's the issue there. A fantastic club, and, uh, and the potential is absolutely huge. So yeah. you take the job. Of course you Even do. if you have to have... Even if you, you, you can't have your number two to come in. Yeah. I mean, they might come in a, on a, in a different first role team or coach or whatever. Correct. Yeah. There's so many a head coach, manager, first team coach. There's there's so many. When you look at what, what was Andrea Beauty's job, he's found he found no a place on the bench. Job with, they? He found a place on the bench. So I'm sure they can they can work it in there. But they're very high on Rob Edwards, from what I understand, and, and whether he gets the manager position or, or the number two, I think that he will be 
still, you know, with the first. It'd be team. nice to see him stay. To be fair, mm-hmm. it would be nice to see him if they if they are trying to groom him for you know long term success and, and and maybe if it's not on this occasion, but maybe in a few years down the line for him to actually have the the main job. Mm-hmm. It'd be nice for him to stay and, and you know. As we were saying, earn your stripes as a number two, and, and really, I know he knows the club inside out. But it would, you know, it'd be good for him to uh, to be included in the plans. On that list, he'd be the second man I wanted after Lambert. I, I agree. I, I completely agree, and I, I would definitely wouldn't rule it out. Um, but yeah, Lambert's got to be the favourite of the moment. Twenty um, fourth mm. of September was his last league win. <sighs> lost, lost, draw, lost, lost, draw. Not, it's not sexy, is it? And it's especially sacking Zenga with with no, obviously. No one waiting in the wings says volumes about what the situation was at Wolves and what they thought it was behind the scenes. He's not there. Um, fingers crossed Rob Edwards gets a result on Saturday. Um, I don't think that this is a team that's going to be hitting the playoffs this season. I know it's early, uh, but from what I've seen so far, it's... There's a long way to go, though. Long way to there go. is a long way to and go, you, and but it's going to take someone... I mean, they are... Let's have a look. Where are they at the moment? I think they're three or four points... Off the relegation zone. It's so early, Nath. It, it is does, early. It doesn't matter. I think if they make the right appointment now, mm-hmm. and even if they don't get off to a flying start like Bruce has done at Villa, you go on a good run over over the winter period, mm-hmm. or you finish the season strongly. We've seen teams in the past, you know, win win the last five games and sneak into the playoffs. It can happen. I, I agree, and and they have had they have shown quality this season in fits and starts, but they are literally the odd twenty minutes and half an hour there. I mean, Blackburn who were, I think, 22nd going into the game on Saturday. And they were outplayed. I mean, first half, wow. That's it, worrying, isn't it? It is worrying. It is worrying. And I understand that. And I think they definitely need some direction. They need it quickly. They've got the players, but all these fancy dams have come in from Portugal. I mean, the championship's a hard league, isn't it? It's a hard mm. grind. Mm. And I understand that if they can put a run together. But whether these guys are suited and booted and ready to go for... December, January, game, 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 Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday. I think we'll see, especially if Paul Lambert comes in, plenty more of your Jack Prices, of your James Henrys, you know, and people like that if they, you know, if they bring him back. And those are the type of people that that you want in your team, aren't they? I think. Yeah, absolutely. Like you say, it's, it's a risk of all these Portuguese players, especially you say championships are hard grind. It's even more of a grind in November, December, and January, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Cold nights. Bobbly pitches. These players are complete. They're just not used to it at yeah, all. Yeah, three so, games in a week. Three mm. games in a week. Yeah, traveling up and down the country. Actual Christmas football as well. Most of them yeah. won't be used to playing on Boxing Day, New Year's Day either. It's it's just so many ingredients at Wolves that are so unpredictable. Yeah. And when you throw when it's like that, the chances are mm. they're not going to go. Not going to. They got away with the draw on Saturday, I think, and it was probably a fair result, you know, in the end. But if they'd lost that, oh dearie me. And then even just to make things worse, I got locked out of Ewood Park with Spears on, on Saturday night at 11 o'clock. Wasn't a great way to spend a Saturday night, was it? It's glamorous ground in there, Ewood Park. Deary me. Um, right. Just dropped my pen. Matt Wilson. Hello. Let's move on West from Bromwich West. Albion. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I don't think I spoke to you, or I haven't spoken to you since the 2 under defeat at Anfield, and maybe uh, maybe a little bit flattering the result, potentially, a 2 under defeat. Uh, but we've had that. We've then had Tony Pulis sign a new deal. Uh, the, the good news, in inverted commas, of Tony Pulis signing a new deal. Yeah. And then the inverted commas feel-good factor going into Manchester City on Saturday. Uh, what's yeah. what's going on? The feel-good factor going into Manchester City, which... I said inverted commas. You which, meant, which meant that the, uh, you know, the attendance was the second lowest it has been for a 3pm kickoff on a... Really, in a Premier League that game at the Hawthorns, home against um, Manchester City, home against you know Pep wow. Guardiola, the first the first chance to see uh, one of the most exciting and innovative coaches in world football mm. in the flesh. You know his team is uh, it's an exciting team to watch. Manchester City, yeah, it's you know. one of the top top teams in the world. You've got to say. Although it was quite interesting that they you know they're they're playing all this hot, sort of interesting three. Two four one formation, but mm. when they came to the Hawthorns, they set up in four one four one, which was oh. quite funny to see. But um, yeah. The Tony Pulis contract is a really interesting one. One, It's a one-year extension, which is basically, in my opinion, I think that's the new regime, uh, Grouch Online, John Williams, giving themselves a safety net. Mm-hmm. I don't, I, it's not, a, they haven't backed him, because if you back him, you give him a two or a three-year deal. But do you, uh, is, that, is that the way things are going this year? The more and more contracts I'm seeing handed out are just rolling contracts, or they had one or two years. I, I think... 
Has it gone now, the, the, the time where you give someone a four or five year deal? I mean, John Whitney, what contract's he on? Three year deal. Is he on a three year deal? Is he? Okay. Also, yeah. I think it's it, get out clause for the club at least in the, in the club. I think if you back a, um, if you back a manager, you give him a, a two or I think okay. a three year deal. I think a two year deal would have been a, a, you know, a sign of solidarity with, mm. with, with Tony. Um, I think a one year deal is, um, is a safety net. That's what I think it is. Is it a one-year rolling or one year? Just one year. Yeah, one year. So he's, so he's now committed to the club for the next two seasons because mm-hmm. we are at the start of this season. We're still, we're still only 10 games in, aren't sure. we? So, you know, I... It, I, they, they in in the in the release that they that they gave out, they talked about stability and that's what Tony offers you. He does offer you stability. That being said, you know, Albion aren't on a good run of form at the moment. No. They, if you take into account the last nine games of uh, the previous season... They've won two out of the last 20. Mm-hmm. Um, and they've only scored more than one goal one time out of the last 20 league games, which was the West Ham game. And that game was a bit of an anomaly because West Ham just didn't bother defending on this. <laughs> Thought it wasn't really there. Yeah, yeah. You know, they basically ignored it. So um, there was, the issues are still there, even though you know the arrival of Chadley has brought about a, 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 a bit of a feel-good factor around mm-hmm. the place. Um, the central issues are still there. The football is not exciting to watch. Mm. The crowd are leaving um, in their numbers. And more crucially than that, in many ways, they're not picking up the results. No. Um, 16th, on the f- 16th in the table, three points off the bottom three. Yeah, which is worrying. On the flip side, you know, it's worth remembering they were on a four-match unbeaten run before they met Liverpool. Mm-hmm. Um, they lost that by, by a single goal. Um, they outplayed in the first half, but came back in the second half. And then they got blown away by Man City, which is no... There's no shame in that, I don't no. think. What do you say? They 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 were they were scared or or, or a little bit. What did Tony Pulis oh, say? Oh, I thought I thought that they were. Um, well, Pulis blamed it on the lack of confidence uh, against the big teams in, in his players. But you know, this is this is from a manager who, who each week seems to play down the quality that he has in the squad and mm. say, oh no, you know that they lack certain qualities. Mm. But you know, the one thing that they do do is they work hard and they they put in a shift. And you think, well, if they haven't got any confidence in their abilities, then mm. maybe you should you install know, install, install it, it yeah. yeah, and and stop and stop talking them down so much. Um, and stop saying that you need more quality and that, that you basically you're hankering for more players mm. in January and, and the summer. Um, Rondon gone a bit quiet or, or not? Or is he not doing the service? I he's gone a bit quiet, but he's been a bit isolated. It's the yeah. same old problem. You know, he's got no one up near him. Um, well, I've got Roly Poli side of Berahino, apparently, haven't you? Is he, is he back in the squad and ready to go? He's, overweight? He's back in the first team. Okay. Um, Apparently he's overweight, yeah. According to according to the uh, the coaching staff, although although apparently we understand that he disputes that. Um, he doesn't think he's overweight. Mm. Um, he, he's he's doing the fitness or whatever they they're making him do. Mm. Um, although again, uh, he, sources close to him say that he hasn't been made to do any extra training work. He's just been training with the under twenty ones. And the sometimes academy. you're the last one to realise it, though, aren't you? I mean, I was at university, and you know, when I'm on a night out with with trying to crack onto some girls and. I ended up going with three or four out of tens, and you know, maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe you are a little bit overweight, mate, to lose a few pounds, and all of a sudden you lose a bit, and then you know you go up the up the potential to maybe a five or a six or a seven, and then hey, happy days are nine. <laughs> <laughs> it's an interesting insight into your life. Yeah, yeah. Back in the day, back in so the day. So were you a fat kid then? I was, I was 20, 21 stone back in the day. Amazing, isn't that? I've have you seen the pictures? I've, I've seen, seen one. Yeah. Yeah, big boy. I would love to see that picture. Oh, I'll, I'll send you it. Well, yeah. Yeah, not on social. But so yeah. I don't think Sido's that big. No, probably not. Um, no. This is this. I mean, we, we talk about it every year, though, don't we? That he's key to, to West Brom. If you play the best team and, and Sido's firing, you want him in your team every week. I don't think he is anymore. I don't think he's key not to think. West Brom anymore. I no, think it's time. I think it's time that um, they Albion cut their losses and just got rid of him in January. Whether that's by selling him or you know letting him go for five million or whatever, I think it's just time to to draw a line under it and, and move on for everybody's sakes, for his sake, for the club's sake. I don't think I think both the I think both the club and and Jeremy Peace and I also think Sido have made mistakes in this whole saga. Um, and if they if they could go back, they probably now would do things a bit differently, both sides. Yeah. Um, but now there was a there was a glimmer of hope, I think, when the um when the new when the takeover took place, because you sort sort of thought, well, Sido was his issue was with, with peace. Mm-hmm. And so if the if the new chairman can come in and maybe talk him around a little bit, you never know. You never know what could happen. Um but phew, I, we understand that. Well I, well, apparently he's he's he wants to go. That's fine, and all well it's fine if he wants to go, but we talk and, and Pulis has, has talked about January like this is going to be the second coming this is going to be where all the signings are going to be 
if they don't sign a, a decent striker, then he's going to stay. But they're going to have to sign some players. And I know we say this probably every window, but you think with the, looking at the squad now that they're going to have to get at least a couple of, couple of real bits of quality in there. They need a striker. That is it. They need a striker. I would say that the midfield actually now looks okay. They've got the likes of... Brunty back. Brunt is back. Morrison's back from injury um, and played all right on the, on the weekend. Uh, you've got young Sam Field coming through. Looks like a talent. You've got Lecco coming through. Um, are these going to get you Premier League wins though? Your likes of Lecco and McLean and, and, and Field. I mean, McLean's playing really well at the moment. McLean's but left out the weekend. No, he's suspended. Suspended, suspended he? for the the upcoming game. You know, he played at the weekend. Oh, okay. He played against Man City. He's probably one of the best players okay. alongside Chris Brunt. But I know, I know what you're saying. Uh, is there the quality there? Well, there is, I suppose, in Chadley. Mm. Um, more, more person though than than any, anywhere on the pitch. Because I think they've got quality in goal with Ben Foster. I think they've got quality at the back with Johnny Evans. I think they've got quality in midfield. As long as he plays at the back and not in midfield. Yeah, exactly. And that's another issue because um, Tony got his tactics completely wrong on Saturday. Um, everyone saw that City needed to be pressed high mm. with a high intensity sort of high pressing game. And he sat back and did did you know what Tony Pulis does best and tried to frustrate them, but unfortunately that didn't work against City. And after the game, you know Pep Guardiola came out and said it all changed second half when they pressed us high, they put us under pressure. But everybody before the game knew that was what you should have done, mm-hmm. apart from Tony for some reason. So that was a bit. I thought he got that tactically tactically wrong. Um, but yeah, no. Going back to January, I think I think the, the most crucial thing is to get a striker. They, they've only got two at the club at the moment, and one of them's one of those is um, Howard Robson Carnu, who you know, I he, he's been in, he's been he's worked hard since he's come here. To be fair mm-hmm. to him, and he and he's um, he, he seems like a really really hard working um, chap who, who's got the potential to to do something. But I don't I don't know if he's got the quality to be a sort of set yeah. or to push Rondon. Which is what you need. Same situation as last year then. Do we think that they're going to float around at the bottom six or seven, maybe pull away towards the end when, when, when maybe some of the teams that haven't got the squad depth you know, fall away? Is, is it going mean, to be more the same? I hope not. Because you can understand the fans staying away, can't you? You can. I, I hope not because when um, the new contract um, came out, um, the one-year deal last week, what was interesting was that Williams and Pulis both said in the statement, and, and then Pulis said it as well uh, to the press in, 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 his, in his press conference, that survival is not enough anymore. Mm-hmm. The, this club needs to be aiming for top 10. But then that's so, a lot with gradually, gradually improving. Gradually which improving. Which is in the sexiest statement. Which, which, and, and I wrote, and, and I wrote in, in, in the comment piece in the paper the day later that it, it kind of makes you think that Pulis needs to reach the top 10 next season rather mm-hmm. than this season. Um, that's that's the mark that's been laid down. That's that's the goal. And if he doesn't do that, then he might be in trouble. Um, the the only issue is if 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 he gets you know if he gets that far and there's still fans going to watch because at the moment you know they're, they're not scoring goals and and they're, although Chadley has, has improved the, the, the threat from open play somewhat and although there is there are you know it's worth saying that there are. There are positives there in, in, in the form of sort of Lecco and Brunt and Morrison returning to action, but this is still a team that's so so heavily reliant on set mm. pieces, mm. and you know that five of their ten goals this season have come from corners, and you just they still try and set up and frustrate the opposition and hit you know either hit them on the counter, which can be exciting at times, mm. and, it, and it has proved to be exciting in certain games, um, but you know. The, We've got three massive games coming up. Is that Leicester, Leicester on Sunday? Leicester, Leicester away on Sunday, which uh, I don't think Leicester's home record is fantastic or something. But uh, I th- I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm, I'm sacking off Spurs for the weekend. He's had enough of me. He's he's <laughs> he's got rid of me and he sent me to, oh, sent me to the King Power. God. So you've got you've got the uh, pleasure of my company on Sunday. More important than that, that game though, I think, because obviously you can understand losing to Leicester, um, yeah. uh, especially away from home. Yeah. Um, and they've bought you know some good players. I think that Slimani looks like a decent player. Yeah, useful Musa. Plenty, Musa. plenty kicking mm. around yet. Yeah. But uh, after that, they've got two huge games: Burnley at home, Ooh. which you've got to win, I think, yeah. and uh, Hull away, Ooh, which yeah. you've got to win, I think. We love Hull, don't you? <clears throat> My boys, yeah, hometown, hometown Hull. Not a big fan of Hull City, but yeah. I think you've got to win the, both those games, and um, you you could maybe understand not winning one of them or, or, or losing one of them if they get a result at mm. Leicester. But if I tell you what, if they lose at Leicester. Then th- those those two games, there's a lot of pressure on those two games because all of a sudden they're they're right in there. Tell you should have won on Saturday and didn't. Cardiff City, 
Got beat by Wigan. No Ricky Lambert. No Ricky Lambert. No Ricky Lambert. That's what they got beat. Recovering from a horrendous gash to his leg. Um, Neil Warnock said it's one of the worst injuries he's ever seen in his life. Really? Gruesome, it was called. Warnock's going to get him going, though, isn't he? Well, Warnock's... Fantastic well, he's definitely appointment had... for Cardiff and Ricky Lambert. For, uh, and in turn, me and Spears, as we look forward to our Costas next season. He was definitely going to get five goals under Neil Warnock. Six mate. goals, mate. Six goals. Oh, six. He's going to get six goals under Okay, him. well, he's got zero under him so far. Well, he didn't, has he played under him? Yeah, he's played at least two games under him. And then he's out. he was out Saturday. He's out again this week. Long way to go, mate. Out again. We're only so at the start also, of looking at Christmas soon. Christmas and two goals. So he's had uh, four to 13 games now and only scored in one game. That's all I'm saying. But you brought me the Costa today, so maybe maybe you quite maybe you think that it's going to happen. Getting into the habit. Yeah, is he Is he on pens? Is he on pens? He no. will be on pens. Of no. he's on pens. No, he's not on pens. Of course no. not. He never misses a penalty, Ricky. He's, he's a penalty he's, taker. He's, he's on pens. He's not, he's not on pens. He's already, I've already, I already know. Who what Cardiff's on pens? There's a decent midfielder they've got there. Who is it? Who it is, do you? No, but he's decent, though. You're making yourself, aren't you? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. he's on pens. Yeah, I haven't really, I didn't really pull in the pens factor. Yeah. (laughs) But you can't do anything without him being on the sidelines in the stands. He can't score from the stands, can he? No. But he will score four pens this season. He's going to score penalties. (laughs) He's going to score four penalties this season. You idiot. (laughs) He's scored two goals in one game, that's it. Oh, dear. Right, um, no, honestly, though. Get well soon, Ricky. We, we do we do like you. Hopefully he'll be fit for the Wolves game at home. Can't wait for that. I think Tim's yeah. going to bring him up to the press box and uh, oh, got a little picture, maybe a selfie with him. No hard feelings. That'd be ace. Who are you, Judah? That'd be ace. Yeah, be make fun. that happen. Okay, I'll make that happen. Uh, right, I'll tell you what else is happening. Just generally, Walsall. Hey? Super Saddlers. Super Saddlers. Uh, unbeaten oh, yeah. month. Four wins, two draws. I mean, that's exactly what we needed, wasn't it? What a turnaround since Scunthorpe. What? Uh, yeah, it's all from that Scunthorpe game, actually. That was their last defeat. 4-0 four, four at home, or 4-1, was it? I can't remember now. 4-1, yeah. Absolutely horrendous night at the Banks' stadium, but what a job John Whitney's done since then. And, yeah, they've completely turned it around. Started with a 2-1 home win against Millwall. Mm. Went and beat Sheffield United in the Checker Trade Trophy, and they've just carried it on from there. Look, a com- not a completely different team, but you can just see now that they are a team, if you know what I mean. Plenty of new signings in the summer. They've started to real forge together as a unit. Mm. And well, that's, that's the difference positive. between them and Wolves. Wolves haven't, they haven't got that mentality of forging together and have a, have a team yet. There's so many players. And it's, gonna, it's taken Whitney time, but it looks like they are starting to click, and that's great news for him. But, well, it has taken Whitney time, but it's taken Whitney time when he's come when he's at a club already. Mm. He was the manager there last season. Sure. He's been there for the past 13 yeah. years, and he understands the league. Time. And it's still taken him time. It's still taken him a good 10 games to get his ideas across, and they're not they're nowhere near the finished article. They've still mm. got a lot of work still to do. They're... they're in terms of cohesion and as a unit and defending their shape when they defend, they are getting much, much better. But mm. they're still not as good as the side last season. But having said that, they're not far off. Three points um, off the playoffs, though. With a game in hand as well. Fantastic. Absolute incredible turnaround. Yeah, you think where they were after that Scunthorpe game, and they did slip into the bottom relegation zone at the start of the campaign. Mm. But it's been an absolutely fantastic month. And they've got some really, really good players, no more than Aaron Ozzuma. The well, Turkish Messi. Hey. Or the Wizard of Oz. Oh! Nice, nice, nice. Was that, was. Is that a Russell Yule headline? Nice. Uh, I don't know where it's come from. So I'm not giving you all the credit for that. To be fair, <laughs> I think the players have come up with it themselves. But yeah, Wizard of Oz, a bit better than Turkish Messi, I think. I mean, he has been fantastic. He's really galvanised this side, hasn't he? He is absolutely phenomenal. Um, How tall is he? Five foot three. So just a bit taller than you. <laughs> just a bit taller than me, yeah. Honestly, lads, I go to bed at night dreaming I was as good as football as Aaron Oz too much. I thought that was going to go completely the direction yeah. that comment, but we'll, we'll I do I love now. him. Okay. I absolutely love him. He is ridiculously good. Um, don't know if you've seen the goals he scored at Swindon. Yes. Scored first one from 40 oh. yards. It is ridiculous goal. Gone in with pace second as well. One, second one's better. Um, second one might be better, but that first goal... We saw a goal at the Banks earlier this season. Yeovil lad scored from sort of 60 yards, well yeah. inside his own half. But he's just hit it. He's just hit it and Bang it's gone in. He's got the power in that. He's just you... stroked it over no, the No, no, no. The second one's better because the first one, I think you've you got to trust every, every professional footballer to hit a goal that big from 40 yards. But it's the way he did it. But it's a stroked it over the keeper. I know what you mean. And it was the way he sort of stole the ball in the first place. I agree with that. I just think the second one. 
that little to control su- such a lot, a lot, such a long pump forward. Yeah, that just, was so. Oh, nice. it was class. Wasn't I it? thought that was class. Uh, Burkamp esque, I said on Twitter afterwards. I, I thought the Beckham second one was and Burkamp in the same same game. That yeah. is how good Aaron's teamer is. Absolute magical player. Is that is that is that was that the headline? Beckham and Burkamp. No, it wasn't. But it should have been. been. It should have been. That, that second one though, like you say, because when you've got the keeper in the corner of your eye, even though he didn't come fully. You're looking at that and you think, oh, God, I could get clattered here. And he didn't care, did he? Just eye on the ball, over the shoulder. He's so oh. brave. He's ridiculously brave. Um, like you say, because he could have been clattered, couldn't he? Mm. But he didn't care. He didn't is look he, at the keeper. He just... Isn't he from non-league? He's from non-league, yeah. Dulwich Hamlet, I think. I think Derek oh, the, oh, the hipsters uh, club. Oh, I don't, I don't know that. Is yeah, that... They're quite, it's quite a hipster club, Dulwich Hamlet. They signed him from Peterborough in the summer, um, but they poached him from Dulwich Hamlet. Yeah. Oh, okay. How much, um, how much, what, free or money? Free what? transfer. Wow. Two miles, yeah. So why do you not, why does Peterborough want to get rid of him then if he's got all his abilities? Barry Fry up to. Um... We, we have spoken to I've spoken to Ostuma about this, and he does feel that his size has held him back in his career. But it's it's a massive, massive advantage. Um, his size, he's so diminutive. And did you see him play though? Did you play last season, or was he not getting the size? I uh, saw I saw him play. Did you? I saw him play for Peterborough when Albion um, oh, right, in yeah, the yeah. League Cup. Uh-huh. Um, and yeah, he looked good. I mean, he didn't he didn't really stand out that night. But I think I think he, I can't remember. But I think he only came on as a sub. But um, oh, yeah, I was there with you last. He. Yeah, you were. That was yeah. that was that awful night. Drive, like, yeah, pulled over by the police on the way back. But anyway, I, I apparently I saw Ross Tuma play last season. I can't. I'll be honest. He didn't make such an impression on me that yeah. I stood out. However, when I did see him play, mm-hmm. he did make an impression on James O'Connor, also centre back. Right. Because last season we were talking about team of the year, mm-hmm. and O'Connor actually told me he put Ross Tuma in his team of the year, which really? was a bit of a surprise. Yeah. Well, when I- at that stage he wasn't putting up any trees, but. O'Connor rated him way before he came to Walsall. When I when we were doing the preview for that League Cup piece, and I spoke to I can't remember the the, the chap's name, but the journalist down at the, at the local news in Peterborough, and he said the best player is Ostuma. Yeah. So I don't know why they why they let him go on a free. Um, it is uh, well, I think they did offer him a deal, but he turned it down. He's if if you're a Walsall fan, you'd absolutely mm. love Ostuma mm. um, because he said and he decided to leave Peterborough, and he actually said the team he wanted to join was Walsall. Really? Uh, before Walsall had made sort of an approach for him, right. he had, he had identified Walsall because of the way they play football, oh. and he knew if he came here, he'd be going straight into that number ten role. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't matter that he was five foot three, um, and he would be playing every week. I think this is a big this is a big difference between all the players that come in for Walsall and have just been brought in, and then okay, there you go, guys, sort it out. When we spoke to John Whitney pre-season, and he was talking about the players he was bringing in, he wasn't interested about the stats or whatever. He wanted, to, and I think he said this to us. Get them in a room, look them in the eye, and he'll know whether they're ready or not. Like he did a proper, full-on character analysis into before he signed Walsall. I think that's maybe very important, well, incredibly important for what Walsall achieve and what, what Wolves, where, where Wolves are at the moment, sort of thing. He, he certainly wants to sign the right characters. What I'm going to yeah. say, and he seems like a like a cracking character. What he did, um, yeah, I was talking was a cracking character. What Whitney actually did in the summer um, was he invited players for a meeting and mm-hmm. um, sorts them before they were going to sign or whatever. And he told the agents to leave the right. meetings and he wanted to see the player reaction and the agent reaction. And if any player sort of had a problem with that, if they wanted their agent in the room, Whitney was just like, that's fine, you're not, you're not for me. He wanted to speak to every player individually, one-on-one, likes to speak to the families as well, Does his, mm-hmm. really does his research, but... He's not a fan of agents. He's not. He's not. He doesn't want you at Walsall if you're there just for the for the pay packet, basically. He wants yeah. you there if you're going to improve and if you want to play for Walsall. I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah, you can't. You can't knock it. Yeah, and it's, and it's work that. Does that work because it's League One level, so you can get away with doing that? Whereas in in some leagues, Premier League, the player will be the one who's outside. It's the agent who goes in and does the negotiating. You won't even see the player. Yeah, I mean, I honestly, I honestly don't know if it works because it's League One level or not. But last year. It, the group was such a good group. They were just great, great yeah, lads. And when everyone was. everyone left in the summer, it was a sort of, oh, like, mm. players like Tom Bradshaw, as good as he was on, on the field, he was a cracking lad off it. Mm. Um, and it was it was really sad to see a lot of them go. Sam Mantham as well has had a lot of stick from fans, but he was a top lad. Um, and he's doing all right, isn't he? Doing all right at Scunthorpe, yeah. So that was my sort of big thing in the summer. I was like, oh, what a shame to see these lads go. And the lads they've got in are just as good, if not really? better, to deal with. Yeah, yeah. absolute cracking lads to deal with. Um, all the way through a team, Neil Leftridge, a keeper. James O'Connor obviously was there last season. Jason McCarthy they've brought in from Southampton on loan. He's a, he's a cracking character. Scott Laird, I think we're going to go on to talk about. Oz Tuma. And then the likes of Simeon Jackson as well at front. All, all cracking lads. And you look at Am- Amadou Bakayoko as well this season. Yeah. When he's not playing football, he's selling T-shirts so he can raise money for um, 
a homeless charity. Yeah. And that's just what Walsall's about at the moment. It's exactly it? what you want. Absolutely. Cracking lads, absolutely cracking well, lads. Well, you mentioned Scott Laird, so let's let's go on to him. He said he wants to stay. I mean, when Rico Henry left, like you say, it was it was so sad to see all these players go, and Rico Henry was one of the last ones to depart. Yeah. Sad day. They did announce on the same, I'm pretty sure it was the same day, that Scott Laird was bringing Kind of underwhelming signing, mainly because obviously the, the emphasis was on Henry. Yeah. But he's come in and done a fantastic job. He has been, yeah, he's been absolutely brilliant. It was actually transfer deadline day. Henry went to Brentford um, and Scott Laird came in um, to replace him. But, I mean, look, Henry's a superstar. I genuinely believe that. He's described as the next Ashley Carl, but he'll play in the Premier League one day. So good going forward and I think he's massively underrated defensively and he was 18 when he left. Mm. So you lose a player like that, you're going to be disappointed, whoever you bring in really. Um, but Scott Laird, 28, and just he's just he's just a typical, typical Walsall player um, in terms of how he fits into the group. When we first spoke to him, he told us that he's a left-back. Every time he scores a goal, um, his nan tapes a pound to the local paper and sends it up for him. So he's on a one pound goal bonus from his nan. He has for his whole career. <laughs> that is absolutely genius. Um, and she doesn't. She's on the ball. She's proper on the ball. He scored. He's got one goal for Walsall. Um, That's the title of this podcast. Which player is on a one pound goal bonus? One that is one, yeah. absolute right itself. And she's proper on the ball. Apparently, he tell, scored... you, tell me you've done this as a story. Oh, we have. Yeah, we've done oh. it as a story. Yeah, oh, I must yeah. have read it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. Always on the ball. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Like I say, she's. Straight away, he scored for Walsall two days later. Local papers there. There, there is his pound coins sellotape uh, to it. He's got, I think he's got two or three brothers. I'm not sure how many, but they all play football at certain levels. Mm. So his grandma gives a pound to all of them um, whenever they score. And one is a striker. Um, <laughs> so she's shipping the cash out to him. But for Laird, a left back, she's all right, really. Yeah, she's like a couple of quid a season. Um, but what a great character he is. 28 years old and he's such a young squad at Walsall that mm. they really, really needed that sort of experience and now. So he's done cracking job at left back and you just get the feeling when he's playing and when James O'Connor's at centre back they're solid they're solid and they're, they're a match for anyone in a division mm. I think when one, one of those is injured or is suspended or whatever it really influences the defence because that analysis is massive and then you can allow someone like Ostuma to go and, and do what he does the best there's been a Twitter debate throughout the last week or so about, about him and Romain Sawyers and who's the better player Joe yeah. Massey oh. massive Sawyers fan who is the better player? Can I be honest? I No, of course you can. I've always been a little bit scared to give my actual opinion on Romain Sawyers because Walsall fans last season seemed to, just, they just absolutely loved it. There was a bit of a divide. I felt like it was sort of 75%, 25%. But 70, it was almost like 75% thought he was a world beater yeah. and 25% thought he was useless. I never really wanted to say where I stood on that. And to be honest... Well, now, now you're here, now you're Walsall. Now you can. Now, yeah. now, you know, now you're in the... If there's a, if Come the on. question is who's better, Romain Sawyers or Aaron Ostuma, in my opinion, Ostuma is a million times better. Really? I think he is a class above Sawyers. I really do. Um, is that just ability-wise or character or everything? Every, everything. Um, Ostuma's got eight goals this season. Mm. Sawyers got his first goal for Brentford at the weekend. But before that, that's, his, that's about his first goal in about 30 games. And he's a number 10. Yeah. For me, he doesn't score enough. He doesn't get enough assists. Sawyers used to do, if you imagine the halfway line, mm. 10 yards in to your to the half you're attacking to. In that area, he was great. He mm. would sort of be twisting and turning, spraying mm. balls around. But I'm not being funny. I'd be half decent in there. Yeah. Ostuma does all well. his work. Oh, mate, I would. I would. <laughs> I would. Ostuma does all his work just outside the box. Mm-hmm. Eight goals this season. The goal he scored on Saturday was his first goal inside the box. Oh, no, second goal inside the box because I won the goal at Swindon. Yeah. Um, but he's just, his ability on the ball, his vision is phenomenal. The way he dribbles, his close control. I just can't see any weaknesses in his game at all. And he is, Walsall playing a pressing game now. This is John Whitney's new thing. Um, that's the big difference from last season. And he is the trigger for the press. Um, when he goes, they all go. And even Romain Sawyer's his biggest fans would have to admit he was never going to be the trigger in a press because he did look... He had that sort of Dimitar Berbatov demeanour about him, if you know what I mean. He did look a bit lazy. <laughs> Just but you say he's lazy to all, some Walsall fans and they go absolutely mental and say, yeah. you don't appreciate him. Oh my God, he's amazing. But lazy for me. There we go. There we go. Just, <laughs> just, got, just got a tweet from Remain. Then cheers, Joe. Thanks very that's much. That's all right. That's all right. Always Sorry, Remain. Uh, right. We're going to play a little bit of a game, small game. As we're still on Halloween, kind of Halloween, November the 1st. Oh, you're so, clinging on to Halloween. I you? am, yeah. For, for everything that it's worth. Trick or treat. So I'm going to give you some names of some fringy players and I want you to say whether, for the rest of the season, whether they're going to become 
an important part of the team or whether you think not, not having them. Okay? Do you understand? It's pretty I simple. Do. Yeah. So trick means they're not going to be trick means that Trick means that you're not having them. You don't think they're going to contribute to, to an extent where they're going to help the side on a regular basis. If yeah. they're so-so, then it's probably a trick. If you think, yeah, still backing them, treat. Got okay. it? Yeah, got it. So here we go. Uh, let's start off with James McLean. Treat. Treat. Yeah, treat. Yeah. Definite treat. He's been he's been one of the best players so far this season. In is it just because he, he's definitely polarizing James McLean, isn't he? Uh, he was, I would say, last season because he had he started so well and then he tailed off towards the second half of last season. And I would say that that's the worry this year mm. that he's going to work so hard for the first half of the season that he might tail off again. But at the moment, he's he's been he's been fantastic, and and he, and he actually laid on. It was the, the the all the questions always were about his end product, mm. but he actually laid on two decent um, chances for Rondon. Has um, he got to score more or not? He's already got four this season: mm. two for country, two for club. Yeah, so, two. But he got he got I think he got two last season. Yeah. So he's already on two. But shouldn't he be scoring six to eight Premier League goals if not if a season? Do you think James McLean? Think if, if he, he I think if he, eight would be a big I, I think eight and eight along a lot. Okay. I think if he got five, that would be you'd be pleased with that. Mm-hmm. Um, the the other yeah. side, Matt Phillips hasn't got any yet, so yeah. I, I no, I, I think he'll be a treat. I think he's I th- the only problem is he might tail off towards the second half of the season, but at the moment he looks like he's 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 settled in really well for the second season of his uh, Albion career. So it's a big treat. Is is he Milky Way or or is he is he is he like a Snickers treat? Oh, he's yeah, he's he's Snickers. He's Snickers, hard working. Yeah. Snickers yeah. better than Milky Way. Oh, you're joking. Oh, I love him. No, I just Way. mean like he's like tough as nails. Oh, McLean. I see what you mean. No, well, no. I, also, no. I think I was going down the whole like, like for me, Snickers is way better than Milky Way. Oh, I think oh Milky right. Way well, I, I thought you meant Milky Way is in you know it's quite fancy, Dan. Yeah, that kind of yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah bit, definitely oh, Snickers. Yeah. He's a Snickers man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Topic he is. Yeah, he's hard, isn't he? Hard as nails, mate. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Joe Andreas Macaris. Trick oh. or treat? I'm not saying about what's happened so far, but what you can yeah, yeah, see, yeah. you can base it on what you've seen or what you haven't seen, and then but but from now moving forward, is he a trick or treat? Um, is he a Sawyer or an yeah, yeah, I'm going to say he is a trick. Trick. Um, even though he started Walsall's last two games and worked his socks off up front, for me, Amadou Bakayoko is a star. Uh, he just, I just love the lad. Mm. Um, I think he's going to be a brilliant player. I can't see any weakness in his game at all. Um, strong in the air, can finish quick. Got unbelievable like tricks. I think he's going to be a brilliant player. He's only 18 or 19 years old. I can't remember how old he is now. But So for me, Macris will find himself behind Simeon Jackson mm. as the first choice striker, then behind Amabakioko. Okay. Um, yeah, I think he's third choice striker. So. Okay, we'll just have a few more, just quickly, don't have to have an explanation. Uh, João Teixeira for Wolves. Trick or treat, Matt Wilson. Uh, I'm going to go... For, oh, sorry, I'm going to say trick. Trick? Joe? Trick? I'm going to say treat. I think they missed him on Saturday, came off the bench. Uh, I think they're going to need him. I think he is one of the Portuguese lads have come in and I, I think he's got a bit of quality, whether or not he can do it. On a consistent basis <laughs> remains to be seen, but but Jao Teixeira, a treat for me, trick for these guys. Trick or treat, Jonathan Lecco. Oh, treat. It'll be a treat, yeah. Absolutely. This season it'll be a treat. Yeah, absolutely. Not talking about in 2020. No, no, this season. He was he was he came off the bench against City and uh, looked really good. Beat got Kolarov on the yellow card straight away, got to the mm. byline a couple of times, set McCauley up when he hit the post. Nah, he's, okay. he's star, he should be playing, I think. Star of the future. It's a treat. Treat, mate. He looks treat. a real talent. Smarties treat, though, yeah? Yeah. yeah. Fun-sized Smarties treat. <laughs> Kids treat, yeah. Trick for me. Um, I think he's a brilliant player, but I think he's still a bit of a headless chicken, um, and I think we're going to see the best of him next year. Um, Brendan Galloway. Trick oh. or treat? You like this, don't you? Oh, this is a tough one. These I, weren't in the notes. These, really, guys, these guys are a little bit shocked by I'm this. I'm really, really sorry, Brendan, but I think he might be a trick, purely because... Um, he's a he's on loan and Pulis doesn't play players that are on loan. <laughs> um, and he, he 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 did look out of position a couple of uh, mm. times uh, in, it, before we got dropped. I just don't. And with Nyam coming in now, yeah, and Nyam has been pretty shaky. It has to be said. <laughs> um, but I just think that if Pulis is going to work on anybody, 
He's going to work on Nyan because he's, he's, he's actually now been player, whereas Galloway is, is a lone player. I just think he might be on the bench. Brendan Galloway, trick or treat? Go on, Joe. Treat. Treat. Mm. He's definitely got the talent. He's definitely got the okay. ta- talent. He's yeah. definitely got the potential. Yeah. And, and I, I'm being a bit harsh on him there, but I just think this season mm-hmm. for Albion, mm-hmm. he won't be... He won't get a chance. He won't get a chance, yeah. No. Okay. Uh, Danny Bart. Uh, <sighs> which, he, you know, one. he's getting a lot of abuse on Twitter. I am... Um, and that's always the. I put, uh, I put tw- well, I put um, I put a tweet out on Saturday going to the black when when the players trudged off at half time at Blackburn and he was at fault for another goal. I think that's three in the last five where he's been direct direct uh, directly at fault for a goal. Uh, Wolves fans aren't having him. He's obviously the club captain. Danny Barr, trick or treat. Uh, we'll start with Joe first. Local lad, captain, been a great servant to the club, getting loads of abuse on Twitter. Is that right? He is, yeah. Cracking, cracking from Wolves fans. That is. I'm gonna say treat. They're going to do anything this season. They're going to need players like Danny Bart to come to the fore. So for Wolves fans' sake, I hope he does, because otherwise they're not going to do anything. I'm going to say treat as well. There's a very similar thing going on at the moment at Albion. Mm. Darren Fletcher's getting abuse. Mm. He got abuse on Saturday when he oh, when he got um, when he got um, substituted off, which I think was uncalled for personally. Um, and I think, I mean, okay, if Bart is making injuries, he um, making mistakes, he is. Mm. But uh, yeah, like like Joe said, you need players like that in the squad. I'm going to say three as well. I'm going to agree with you three. I think that um, I think come the end of the season, and if they're going to do something this season, I think they need a captain at centre back. It's a spine. I think he should come out and speak to the media a little bit more than he does. Um, sometimes a little bit reluctant to do so, but you know, he's only a young lad and he's learning. And I think that uh, yeah, I'm going to agree with you. So he seems like he talks sense though when he does. Yeah, he does. Yeah, I just think he should sometimes yeah. do it a little bit more often. That's yeah. all. But um, I can understand when he's going through a bad bad phase that you don't want to come out and face the media. But sometimes. You get paid this money to, to do that. You've got to front up sometimes. But yeah, Danny Bart, he spoke to us on Saturday, so fair enough. Uh, last one, trick or treat. Joe would be delighted to know. Florent Cruvillier. Oh, trick Flo. or treat. Flow rider oh, himself. No. Trick or treat. Flo Cruvillier. I know he's a, he's a regular listener to this as well, so he'll be interested to see whether you see it's deem as a trick or treat. So Cruvillier barely played for two years. Three years, I think. Yeah, barely played for three years. Comes to Walsall. He's managed to injure his groin, pick up an ear infection, and injure his Achilles. Go uh, in. He's got a Veruca as well, has he? He's got everything, mate. He's everything. rivaling Victor Nietzsche be there. <laughs> yeah. That tweet, by the way, sorry to stop that, but do you see that tweet, yeah. Victor Nietzsche? Do you see it? I'm sneaking. No, I'm sneaking. Oh, please. It said, it said can, some, can you say something like... This is after the, the defeat of Thanks for all the support safe to the fans, to the Sunderland fans. But the, the, in the tweet, I said, can you say something like that? So basically, he sent that to his PR person and, and they've just tweeted the whole thing. He's not the brightest spark. No, he? no. So can you can you tweet something like this, is what his PR person said to him, or the club press officer? I don't think that's his... <laughs> I don't think... <laughs> Have a good day today, guys. Really unlucky. We're going to move forward. And he's tweeting the I don't, whole thing. That's not him not being the brightest spark. That's whoever he employs. <laughs> it could have been the media guy from... It's the media guy. Who from uh, whatever. Yeah, he's still tweeted it. He's, he's tweeted, tweeted it. it. No, no, but he hasn't tweeted it. He hasn't uh, pressed send. Uh, How do you know? Because he's said, can you tweet something like this? And he's obviously sent that to whoever runs his Twitter account. Why does he need someone to run his Twitter Mate, account? Mate, a lot of modern footballers have that. Brilliant, though. And probably that guy who's running that Twitter account is probably getting paid more than us anyway. So yeah, 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 just to look to after a bit during yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, Grab you're not getting out of this. Trick or treat, finish it off before we go into predictions. Um, I am going to say treat, purely because... On his day, he is one of the best midfielders in League One, and surely his injuries will clear up. Not if he's got, got three. Some <laughs> luck. No, he's only got one now. Yeah, uh, and didn't he come as one of the most injury-prone players you could possibly yeah, could have signed? But so, what, so why, how is he going to? But he's a then? lovely lad. He's a lovely he's lad. He's a lovely lad. He's a lovely lad. And he's a cracking player. Right. So, really, you thinking trick? Just say what you think. I think and treat. You do. You I are think thinking second treat. half of the season. Yeah. I don't know too much about Cavellia, but mm. I'm going to say trick. Based based on the injuries. Massively tricking that up. Um, okay, let's go on to predictions, guys, because we were rambling on. Sorry, guys, we've been going on for quite long here. 49 minutes into the broadcast. Oh, no. Uh, you, you need to get back to your, your desks. Uh, let's go with... Bah, 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 bah. Wolves against Derby County. Uh, it is the early kickoff. Uh, Rob Edwards should be in charge of that as, we, as we're speaking at the moment. Uh, big game. Can they break, uh, can they break out and get a, get a W, a win? Uh, um, <laughs> a W a W um, haven't won in six can they beat Derby County at home Joe Massey prediction please based on the fact I think Steve McLaren is a horrendously bad manager speak speak up please um, I'm going to go yeah Wolves win 
Wolves win. Score prediction? 2-0. Two 2-0 nil. Two nil to the Wolves. Yeah, with Rob Edwards in charge, and that will then create confusion as Ooh, to who is going to get the job. Confusion. I could see yeah. that Monday's headlines. Confusion. Yeah. I'm also going to go for a Wolves win, um, purely because I think that by that by that time, mm-hmm. the new manager, it might all be confirmed. Okay. Or it might, if he doesn't take charge of the game, it might all be confirmed. So mm-hmm. the, new, the players will be wanting to prove themselves. Impress. impress. So... I'll say, yeah, I think 2-0 Wolves. 2-0, 2-0, full house, 1-0 Wolves, late goal. But I think I think we'll get the job done, so, so good luck to them. Aston Villa against Blackburn. Now, we haven't talked too much about Villa. Well, we haven't talked about them at all. Matt Mayer, he'll be on next week, hopefully. Um, went to the derby on Sunday, cracking game. Villa very happy to get the draw out, out of it. Uh, I thought Birmingham mm. played great. And just a local derby and seeing a full house. I'm <laughs> silly, but just seeing a full house and just a little bit of... Oh, just the tension was fabulous. Um, really good, honest football game. Um, saying that, I thought I didn't think much to Blackburn at all. I think this would be an easy win for Villa. I'm going to go 2-0 Villa, Joe Massey. I'm going to say 3-0 Villa. 3-0 Villa. I reckon Villa will click this game. I think 3-1 Villa. 3-1 Villa. I was at that Birmingham Villa game with you. I was so impressed with yeah, Steve sure. Bruce. Sorry. That's all right. Just sorry, man. I apologise. That's sorry. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I thought he's done a really good job in two mm. weeks. Defensively, it looked really good, I thought. Mm. And I spoke to Gary Gardner afterwards, and you could just tell the whole squad has been lifted by his arrival. They're going into every game full of confidence yeah. now. And I just think he's a cracking manager, Steve Bruce, for that level. Four, four pr- different promotions to the Premier League. I mean, mm. if, you don't, if you're going to hire someone, then he's the perfect, perfect choice. Perfect. I think Codger's going to score. He looked brilliant. Oh, he's well, he was the only one that looked that good, wasn't yeah. he? It took a while to get up, I think, uh, for a few, little, a few little fouls, I think. Yeah. Uh, but um, no, different class. And I think I'll be amazed if they're not in the playoffs coming into the season. Really? Yeah, I really do. Walsall, Macclesfield, FA Cup first round. <laughs> now, before I come on to this uh, prediction, I know that you two have got slightly differing views of the FA Cup as a competition. I'm Hello. so bored with the FA Cup. I'm so bored with that. Why? Um, I just can't be bothered, mate. I've, I've seen it all before. Like, it gets a little bit exciting. Like... Is anyone really excited about Walsall Macclesfield? Because um, I'm not. I'm excited about Walsall MK Dons. So you're not, you're not excited. You mean the comp, the cup competition as, as a whole? You're not excited not about, about it. But not not excited about it at all. I've got this theory of so much football now, and obviously I follow Walsall. Love them. Feel like I feel like a supporter. I am an Ipswich fan. Love the Premier League. Like to watch the Champions League. I just feel like you can't be a football fan now and not let a competition go. You have to give. You have to give something up. Um, and for me, it's the FA Cup because I just don't. I just it just doesn't inspire me at all. I think it's boring. I've seen little teams beat big teams, even if it happens. Yeah, but it's important money round. wise, at least money wise. If you if you get if you get a plum third round tie where Old Trafford, then then sure that's that's an important important um, Look, thing. If, you, if you're a Fleetwood Town fan and you get Man United in a third round in the FA Cup, I mean, I'm wow, please for you. Fan. The money's right, forget, yeah, forget but, about, forget about the money. Talk about money. Forget about the money, and I know that it is a big deal uh, if non-league clubs can get have a cup run, and it's a bit a big deal to them. But forget about the money. Football's about glory, and the only chance for a lot of clubs to have any glory is in the cup competitions. That's why the FA Cup's so good. That's why it's so. Important. It's not so good, though, is it? Like, no, not even like, not even, not even taking it seriously anymore. And if you support Walsall then you're not going to win the FA Cup. But if people aren't taking it seriously, or if big teams aren't taking it seriously, that gives, a, that gives smaller teams the be- a better opportunity of winning it. Because Premier, Premier League and teams. And you, Premier League and you can add that. In 2008, there were three championship teams in the semi-finals. Well, that just goes to show how poor a competition has become, doesn't it, really? Well, you can't have it both ways. You can't have it both ways. I, I, I genuinely think that it's, it's a chance to put an honour on your history books. It's, it's the, the League Cup and the FA Cup, for a lot of teams... For those teams that don't have any, for the majority of teams, I think, uh, you know, for, I would say 80 out of the 92 teams that, that, that don't have aspirations of promotion or winning the league or winning the league that they're in, it's so important. Disagree. And it gives you, and it gives you that, that escape from the, the grind Why of the league. Why would you want to escape it? Not everyone follows Albion, mate. Well, maybe, that, it, maybe that's it, the problem. Maybe that's the problem. It is exciting following it in the league. Like, maybe that's the problem. Exciting. You want to play for points, don't I you? Because you're, you're, you're a massive England fan, Joe. So I thought that you would be one who would love the FA Cup. See, that's and the love thing, the another thing. England, I'm like embedded into England, aren't I? So I'm embedded into Ipswich. I'm embedded into Wolves. So I'm embedded into England. I love the Premier League. I want to watch the Champions League. Right. How am I supposed to watch the FA Cup as well? Here's... And the League Cup. And the Checker Trade Trophy. It's too much football. Here's... And I love football, <laughs> but it is too much football. Here's, here's my argument, is that 
in 2008, Albion made it to the semi-final of the FA Cup. That was far more exciting, in my opinion, that cup run, than when they came eighth in the league. I, don't look. If you can guarantee me now that a team I follow will get to the semi-final or final, then I'll be like, "Ah, oh, it's going to be exciting." This is. Yeah, but it's all about. The... But, but not many teams will. How good was Warsaw's um, day at Wembley a few years ago? Wasn't there, mate? Okay, but Warsaw yeah, fans. I'm all for the Czech Trade Trophy. Don't get me wrong. I think Warsaw. But that's Walsall's chance for success, isn't it? I totally agree with you. Cups, a chance for success. Yeah. So Walsall, I think they should go all out for it and check a trade trophy. Chance for glory. Get your day at Wembley, go for it. If Walsall, like I said to you before, if Walsall finish eighth and win the check a trade trophy, fantastic season. Yeah. But ain't going to win the FA Cup. So on Saturday, Macclesfield come to the Banks' stadium. Big game. Big game, mate. Big, I mean, you <laughs> said that full of sarcasm, didn't you? You're not a dreamer. Why not? Why just can, what do you mean? Where's the dream? That we look. That you could, you could win the FA Cup. Why not? Leicester won the league last year, mate. Yeah, Premier League team. And they won the title. So yeah, you, know, why yeah. can't you win the FA you Cup? Could have a good, if have a if good. more and more teams are not taking it seriously, why couldn't you? never know. Because. I'm just being facetious, but I, I genuinely think, I can't believe you don't like the FA Cup. I just find it boring. You prefer the EFL Cup to the FA Cup? No, I'm a bit bored of that as well, to be honest. Check and trade trophy? Yeah, I'm all for that. Why? Well, not, not in its current format. Under 23, I was going to say. Is it because you get to go to the King Power next Tuesday? It's because there's a genuine chance that teams that enter it, there's going to be they could have success in it. I, a League Two team mm. could win that trophy. They could they could have a day out at Wembley, whereas Warsaw are in the FA Cup and England do anything in it. I really hope Warsaw make it to the like, quarterfinals of the FA Cup. So do I. So do I. Don't get me wrong. So do I. But only so. Get a massive. They can... If they if Warsaw gets the quarterfinals of the FA Cup this year and get a massive tie away at Liverpool or something, you're not allowed to go. All I'd be thinking if Warsaw. Got <laughs> I'll cover the match. You can have it, mate. <laughs> no, I'll have it. I'll have it. If they get there for the money, brilliant. Because then they can invest it in the team and hopefully do better in the league the following year. That's all that matters. Um, get the cup. I tell you what, I can oh, see God. a Twitter poll here. I'd be interested to say. I'll be honest. I think I'm with I think I'm with Matt on this one. I think in, I'm with Matt. In ten years' time, you're not gonna think, oh, do you remember that day when we won three points away at whoever? Mm. You're gonna remember the cup game where you got through the quarterfinal and penalties or whatever. What you collect the programs for now? Famous win, I mean, I mean, yeah, they might not get to the final, but you might be flipping Hull. You might be yeah, the Hull on a, away. On a, yeah, on a re, in a replay or whatever. Hull away. Well, maybe better than that. Maybe better than that. You know, you could you could go and beat West Ham United away. Yeah. You know, they put a second string out. They think, oh, we'll be all right. We've got a game on Saturday. You go and play a replay. Who beat Chelsea? Who beat Chelsea at Stamford Bridge? Bradford, was it? Yeah, Bradford. Bradford yeah, beat yeah, Chelsea at Stamford Bridge a couple of years ago. Yeah, was it 4-2? Yeah, yeah. That is one of the best moments in English football, apart from maybe Leicester in the league, in the last sort of, of the 10, season. 15, 20 years. No? Can we not sell this to you? No. I can't it, believe look, if it. I can't believe you want... a giant killing away at a big Premier League You can't club. promise it. That's, no, the, that's what makes it so good. It's boring, so it's boring. But that's what makes it so good. You can't promise it, but when it does happen... Oh, I'm not going to hold my breath for it to happen. Oh, I just watched Walsall against Macclesfield on Saturday. I think, I think, we'll, I think we'll get some predictions, boys, um, because um, it's getting a little bit heated in here. Um, okay, like I said, the big game, Walsall Macclesfield. Um, Attendance-wise, what are you predicting? Full house? Oh yeah, be rocking. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, stirring the pot, stirring the cauldron. Halloween, Halloween. Halloween uh, I'd be interested to see what the attendance is. Uh, I'm gonna go three thousand. Okay. Normally. Smile, smile. Well, I'm just can't believe three thousand people are paid to watch it. That's okay. Not... Okay. Warsaw against Macclesfield. First of all, we make changes. I assume we make changes. Uh, yeah, difficult to know really, but um, at this stage, but yeah, you'd imagine so. Well, they'll no, they'll thump them three now. Warsaw. Three now, Warsaw. Yeah. First road to Wembley. Oh, I think Warsaw are going to be knocked out. <laughs> I can't say please, that. You can't please. say that. <laughs> just to annoy you. Well, just to no, they'll win and they'll get drawn against South End away. That's what happened to <laughs> Wait, me. Wait, so they come second round, didn't it? Yeah, they'll have to go all the way to South End for it. Oh, we pay. No, I, I, no, I think Warsaw will probably win. Yeah. yeah. Oh, of course they'll win. Yeah. Yeah, 3-1 for me. Um, and then... 3-1? 3-1. What? I can see, mate. Why? <laughs> Macclesfield. All right. Oh, all right. <laughs> all right. Dearie, man. Now I know you only come on one every three or four podcasts. Yeah. No, it's good. Um, Leicester versus West Brom. King Power Stadium. M. Wilson. M. Judah there. Excited about the game. Leicester on a great run, especially at home. Did you just call yourself N. Judah? Yeah, M. Wilson and N. Judah. Oh, right. Sorry, I didn't realise you called... Right. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, bro. Um, right. Cool. What were we thinking? Uh, I'm going to go for my prediction first, and I'm going to say that Albion... Put a 
decent show up and we'll draw 1 1 in this game. We'll get a 1 1 draw on Saturday. <laughs> anything, King honestly, Don- anything but a 1 1 draw. King <laughs> <laughs> Power. I don't want another 1 1 draw. There's Joe, just... we're going to finish off with you, Matt, because you're, you're, you're Mr. West Brom, so. 3 1 Leicester. 3 1 Leicester. I think mm. I think it's going to be 2 1 to Leicester. Do you? Yeah. I think, I think they're going to be yes. <laughs> that's all. That's all I can say. I just think. I just think they've got better. You know, Slomani, Musa, mm. Mares. I think they've got some good players. Just rest a few now until until January, the first week of January for the FA Cup third round. That's the big one, anyway. Oh, can't yeah. wait. Shocking. Okay, we're going to finish it there, guys. Thanks so much. It's a pleasure to have you on the show. A bit of a break from Spears as well. Um, please come on next week. Are you free next week? What's your situation? Yeah, next, yeah. next Wednesday, Thursday. Matt, I'm here, yeah. Pleasure, guys. Uh, Joe, thank you. Matt, thank you. Hope you've enjoyed it. Uh, have a great week. Hope everybody does well this weekend, as normal. Um, I think we're in for some decent results. Have a great weekend, everyone. From the ENS Podcast, goodbye. <laughs>